Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature. Now, it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you. Thank you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, welcome to the Dead Prank Club podcast, a community of like-minded young adults who are all grieving a similar loss. I'm Catherine Hooker and I speak with inspirational people from all over the world whose lives have been impacted from losing a parent at a young age. In this podcast, our guests will tell their own grief story, discussing how their losses have impacted their lives and the past they found themselves on. We laugh, we cry, but together we've come to realise that we are far from alone in our own grief journeys. The lessons that my nan and Ken tried to instill in me anyway was to always be kind. Like, I don't think there is a person on this planet that could ever say a bad word about my nan or Ken. Um, But I think even more so now, since they're passing, everything is so unexpected. I did not expect to come home that day and to never have seen him again. Um, So, you know, I do try and... I, I just try and be a light in this world. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Dead Prank Club podcast. It is a Sunday morning for me right now as I'm recording this intro. The sun is shining, and I think it's going to be a really beautiful day. Um, and I hope you're all kind of getting by okay in this lockdown number two. Um, I just want to take a moment to thank all of you that have signed up to my Patreon program or have given a one-time donation to the podcast. It literally is funded by you, for you, like without you guys, it wouldn't even be able to exist because I couldn't afford to run it. Um, so thank you so much to all of you. If you do want to donate, I'd be so grateful and there are links in the show notes. Um, so this week's podcast is with a lovely girl called Nicole. Now this is the Dead Parent Club podcast and for some of us, our parents aren't always our biological parents. It could be grandparents, step-parents, step-grandparents, your cousin, your auntie, basically anybody who is a parental figure in your life. And I think it's really important that we shine a light on this. And in this week's episode, Nicole will be telling the story of her losing her nan's partner, Ken, who played a huge role in her life. They've brought her up since she was four years old and Ken passed away when she was 17. So Nicole talks about how kind of that affected her life how people didn't really acknowledge her grief as such a huge thing because he wasn't one a biological granddad or two you know a direct parent even though to her he was the closest thing to a parent that she has ever had and then we also discuss how she was forced to kind of grow up so much at just 17 years old and how difficult it's been to kind of grow up into the woman that ken always brought her up to be and this is a really beautiful episode and nicole is just super positive and just lovely to talk to and I just think it's 
just such an important thing to shine a light on. So I hope you all enjoy it. Don't forget to subscribe and to leave a review if you find it useful. It helps me reach more people. Um, and I hope you all have a lovely week. Talk to you all soon. First of all, Nicole, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Um, I'm like, not in a weird way, but I'm kind of looking forward to sharing this story just because I think it highlights that like parental grief sometimes mm-hmm. doesn't just stem from parents. Yeah, um, so yeah, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself and then, you know, giving us a brief insight into who it was that you lost and... I don't know why for you that was, you know, so similar to a parental loss. Hi, I'm Nicole and I'm 24 years of age. I'm from the Wirral, which is um, just over the water from Liverpool. And my story is a little bit different because my grandparents actually brought me up. It was my grandmother, so my mum's mum, and her partner, Ken. So I actually did call him Ken and not Grandad because I also had my biological granddad who I lost when I was 14. Um, so they brought me up since I was four years of age. So I saw them pretty much as my mum and dad. I spent every single day with them up until the age of 17. So um, oh, wow. I went to sixth form. I was in my um, final year, so year 13, just about to do my A-levels um and it was actually one of my best friends at the time it was her 18th birthday the next day so we was absolutely buzzing like just talking about all of our plans for the weekend we had parties to go to um and then I wanted to make her birthday special and I said I'm gonna get like loads of helium balloons and decorate our common room so I was going home and I had loads of balloons in my hand and I was walking down my road and my neighbor came out and she was like um Ken's had a fall so I was like okay like and at this point it was pretty normal for me like I'd experienced a lot of um times where Ken had had a fall or my nan had been in hospital so I wasn't really too worried went into my neighbors I rung my nan and I was like nan what's going on do you need me to come to the hospital is he okay and Never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that she'd turn around and say, he's had a stroke, he's got a blood clot on the brain, and I, I don't know what to do. And my whole world then just crashed down. Um, because I'd, I'd never been without him. He was, he was um, housebound. So every single morning when I got up, he was up. Every single night when I went to bed, he was there. And then for him to have been in hospital was crazy in itself um but then a couple of days later whilst he'd been at the hospital obviously his condition condition um deteriorated and he passed away um and it was just you can't even explain it to people it was it's so surreal in that moment when you got told they passed away and you just think they can't like they were here you just understand it do you you were like they were here that they're the biggest part of my life and for you to tell me like they're gone now it it just seems so crazy I was talking to a friend about this yesterday um because her mum passed away last weekend and I went to go and see her and we were talking and I was saying like 
it is so hard to comprehend how somebody can literally be there one second and not be there the next and you've still got all of their stuff at home yes. like all of the things that makes them who they are is still there apart mm-hmm. from them and I think it is like the hardest thing to process I honestly think anybody ever does like I think it's just too much to no, even, like that was when I was 17 I'm now 24 and I still can't think about it and think how was he a person like sat on my couch we, we used to watch like broad church together or pointless every night or countdown and now it, he's just not in like in this world it just seems bizarre it's like what was life like for you then after that um like with your nan and who who did you go to support so I think that was like actually the hardest part so one of my best friends at the time she'd lost her dad the year before so our friendship group we'd already experienced like loss and that that was hard in itself because I was dealing with grief but I never wanted to hurt her feelings by talking about it in school um and I was head girl as well so I had so many responsibilities and my head was just absolutely everywhere luckily for me I had the most amazing teachers I could turn to um but at home I I think that was like the spiral into um losing my nan a bit as well because she her purpose in her life at that time was to look after my granddad he had quite a lot of um Ken had quite a lot of health issues and she was like his main carer and I did a lot of like caring for him as well um and then it's it's like she just she just lost her spark obviously she lost her soulmate and you know she didn't want to cook anymore and um Nan's quite a very private person and she didn't really want to talk about him too much whereas I love talking about like my feelings and I need to get them all out there because I don't like them bubbling up inside and I wanted to talk about him and I, I wanted to cry. And she was very much of like, she didn't want to cry and she just wanted to get things done. Um, and I used to say, I was like, I used to find it bizarre how she didn't cry. And she'd say, I cry when you get to bed. She was like, I don't want to cry in front of you. I don't want to upset you. So we, we grieved in very, very different ways. Whereas I was like a mess. And then I had my family saying, you've got to be strong for Nan. And it's like, so much about me, yeah what about my feelings and what I'm going through and I felt like at that time I was 17 I still although when you're 17 you think you're an adult Mm -hmm. I'm a child and I feel like I was I was forced to grow up a lot during that time yeah so yeah and then um Nan actually got diagnosed with Alzheimer's the year later so it was like a double whammy of you grieving for the person that was like my dad and now I'm sort of losing the person that was like my mum as well. And we were like, the, we were a team of three. It was always just us three. So it was like, I'd lost my whole world. Like my reality was completely different. And I was 17, like trying to navigate my way through like becoming an adult and making important decisions, like going to uni. Should I go to uni? Should I leave my nan? We had like this massive house where it was just going to be her living there. Um, so yeah, it, it was such a, a difficult time for us. Yeah, I can imagine that must have been really hard. Mm. I think you mentioned before about like, your friend who had lost her dad. Yeah. Um, did you feel like any kind of pressure or like any kind of feelings that people would numb down your experience oh, compared to her? Yeah, that, that's actually one of the big, big things that 
I found really difficult because a lot of people would say, well, he's lived a good life and he was in his late 70s and, you know, like, it's sort of like, not like it's okay, but, you know, you can't be too upset because he was old and he was a granddad, not a dad. Mm. For me, it's like, well, I've got, like, I'm so glad he lived a good life and he really did. He, He had so many stories to tell. But it's like, but now I'm 17 and I've got my whole life without him. He's going to miss important things. and um, But, yeah, I, re- I really did feel like a lot of people made my pain less because he was older, which is something I found so, so difficult. Yeah, I can imagine that being really hard. Like, did you ever have anybody that you felt you could be like, you, like, this is honestly really really hard for me like it's not just like it's not losing a grandparent it's losing like a dad Mm. do you know what as sad as it sounds I actually don't think I I have had that person Mm. because my family sort of put the responsibility of like be strong and maybe I hid it so they didn't realize how much I was suffering at the time but the person that I would go to with my problems was Ken and he was no longer there yeah I never wanted to put that pressure on my nan either so yeah, I don't I ne- I don't think I've ever gone to anyone and said like this is how bad it was for me. Yeah. No, that must have been really difficult cuz I think you know, a, a lot of people do say, you know, oh, grandparents like it's expected, it's not mm-hmm. as bad as losing a parent, but like when that grandparent basically was your parent, like you literally had that relationship with them. They were the one per- the thing is with losing a parent is that they're the people that you go to for everything. Like yeah. And the people that you can rely on to be there every single day. So I think no matter who that person is biologically to you, like, yeah. you know, it's like if somebody loses a step parent, people say the same thing, like, yeah, or at least your biological dad and stuff. And I do think this is such an important message to share because I think for mm-hmm. a lot of people, their grandparents, the people that bring them up um, for various reasons. So I, I mean, if it any, makes any, I don't know if it, What's the word that I'm thinking of? Not makes you feel any better, but (laughs) um, I I can completely understand. And I think as well, like for people that have um, lost their grandparents who were acting as their parents, it's a different type of appreciation because, you know, my nan and granddad didn't have to take me on. Like my nan and Ken did not have to take me on. And they chose to, when I was four years of age, say, okay, her parents couldn't look after us. Like, as well as a child would need we'll take her on as ours and we'll look after her and we'll bring her up so although it's normal when you're younger and you don't sort of understand when you get older you're like that was such a big thing for them to do they they could have just said no and enjoyed their retirement but they literally gave me the most amazing upbringing that I'll, I'll always be so so grateful for because although it was different to others and you know I'm I'm very different in other ways to like my friends and people my age but it's all because of them and I'd I just wish I could have the chance to say that to both of them really and just say like words would never like express how thankful and grateful I am for them to have done that Mm, no 100% if they didn't like so so different yeah like you mentioned before how like you were forced to grow up so much Mm -hmm. after I but do you think that that had like a big effect on like your your relationships at school and the way that you kind of just like approached all of these big decisions in your life yeah of course and 
I feel because like I took a gap year in the end um, because I just felt so bad leaving my nan in like this massive house and it hadn't even been a year since we'd lost Ken and I just said I was like I'm gonna stay here and um, in the end that that did turn out to be a good decision and then I ended up going to uni the year later um, but it's still like milestones in your life that you just wish that they were there for so getting my A-level results, going to uni, graduating, or even, it's like the big things that you miss, but it's even the little things, like when Liverpool win, like he was such a Liverpool fan, and whenever I think of um, Ken, I always think of him sat on the couch, like cheering for Liverpool, and I think, oh, I miss them times that you just take for granted, like walking into the front room, and he'd be sat there, or just asking advice, and I think it's really sad for me as well, how, he doesn't know me as an adult. Yeah. Everything so, he built me up to be, all the advice, how he was resilient and so strong. And, you know, he, he was so clever and he'd make me sit there on Saturday mornings teaching me the craziest things, like, because he was a chemist, he'd be teaching me, like, all chemical equations. And at the oh, time, I was like, please just let me go and live my life. But now I'm like, that is that is amazing that he wanted to spend the time and effort to do that and... You know, it worked out because it was he was the reason I did like so well, like in um, university and things because I just wanted to do him and my nan proud. Um, but it is it's it's every little thing, not just the big things. It's the little things that you miss them the, like the most for as well. Yeah, and it is like that butterfly effect, isn't it? Like yeah, even you know you lose them so young, like that loss then actually affects like so many decisions that you make in your mm-hmm. life from then on. Um. Like so many of my family members even ask me like when something something big, big's going on, they're like, "What do you what do you think your mum would do?" And like you yeah. really like really like channel that person mm-hmm. as you're like going through your life. Um, it was like it's really interesting what you said before about how as well like he didn't see you as an adult, and I always think that like yeah, I I was such a nightmare teenager. Like I was literally the epitome of like. Mm-hmm just trouble but not in like an obvious not in an obvious way I was so good at school and stuff yeah. um but I was just very much like wanting to be independent and like I'd lied to them all the time I'd go out drinking like <laughs> I just had like no respect for their rules whatsoever um and it, like the one of the things that people said to me all the time when my mum died because I was 20 when she died mm. um said like oh it's really sad because you're really missing out on that relationship which is so, so true because it's not until yeah. you get older that you really value the impact that that person has on your life yeah of course and even looking to the future as well like you think about getting married and things and you think well that person won't be there to like choose my wedding dress or for me like walk me down the aisle and it's yeah. that is that, does that really upset you when people talk about that because it's especially as we're getting older it's such a hot topics yeah even recently I've um after being single for years and years got into a relationship and I was talking to him about it last night when I said I was going to be on this podcast and I said it it's made me sad because you'll never get to meet him and although we tell stories like you tell stories about your mom and I'll tell stories about Ken it's different to actually knowing the person and that's what I find really hard like you're missing out on introducing them to the parents and you know like them getting to know them and every and it's hard for people who haven't experienced loss as well because you know that they're trying to make 
you feel better when they say like oh but he'll be looking down and he'll be so happy (laughs) I hate it yeah it brings comfort but at the same time you're like but I want I want them to be here I want them to be happy for me and for me to see them be happy and tell them all these things and they're not and sometimes when people are like well they can hear you like you just tell them wherever they are and you're like but they're not here it's difficult like frustrating sometimes yeah when people say that kind of thing to me I'm like it's it's nice of them to to Mm. try and feel better um but I just instantly feel awkward whenever anybody says something like that because one I don't want to be like oh yeah you're right because I'm like well I'd rather they were here so not really (laughs) It's like people say, like, oh, they're in a better place now. And it's like, well, they're not, though, are they? Yes. I mean, I'm oh, sure they prefer to be here with me. this all the time. <laughs> I hate that. Like, no, mm-hmm. it's not a better place. And being with me is a better place. Thank yeah, you. completely. <laughs> so this is something that I find, like, really interesting to ask. But, like, what do you think was the most, like, or is the most helpful or valuable thing that somebody has said or done for you? Um, it can be anything like that's really small or... Um, somebody asking you about your granddad or just how that loss made you feel like what is the thing that somebody's done that's made you feel kind of seen in your grief planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I think giving me reassurance, obviously since... Um, Ken passed away we've had uh, so many family problems and so many different opinions and I remember it was um, so he had his family as well so he's got three grown-up daughters um, and grandchildren as well and one of his grandchildren went to visit his grave last Christmas and I don't like going to visit graves because it just makes me so upset because I don't like to think of him in the ground like that I just yeah. get my head around it. It makes me so upset that I'm putting flowers down when I should be going into the front room to give him presents and give him a hug. Um, and one of his grandchildren actually messaged me and she was like, I can't believe you're just getting on with your life and um, you haven't been to visit the grave and put flowers down. And I was with my friends at the time and then just them reassuring me and like making me feel like I'm not a bad person, which I know I'm not for not going mm. to the grave um but them just saying like people grieve in different ways there's no right or wrong way to grieve and there never will be if people want to be angry and they go out and cope with it one way or if people are very spiritual and they believe oh everything's going to be okay they're in heaven they're looking down on me there's no right or wrong way and 
um people just listening to me and listening to my worries as well makes me um feel so much more supported too yeah that's so true um it is it is hard isn't like people never really know what the right thing is Mm. to say but even just being like no like you are a good person like yeah so it's so hard to figure out what the right way to grieve is and I think it's only after you've lost that person for quite a long time that you realize what is good for you like did you ever kind of force yourself to go there because you felt like it was the right thing to do and it's what you had to do to the grave sorry yeah yeah Yeah, there was a couple of times like um so in the first couple of years um when we actually got the plot for him and everything because he was actually cremated we used to go on like father's day and i'd you know release balloons and things and put little cards for them but it was just upsetting me and then things changed like family-wise so Nan wasn't as able to go up there as and like get the get on the bus and things and I really didn't want to go on my own and it always used to be me and Nan that used to go so when that didn't when that wasn't a thing anymore I just thought I've got my own way of speaking to him and you know I speak to him every day my my bedroom is covered in like covered in pictures of him and things like old pictures of him um and even just little things like I'm I'm a very that's a sign thing so yeah a couple of weeks ago when I was going through such a tough time and I'd find like white feathers or something would happen or a song that would come on that would remind me and I'd look up and I'd just be like thanks like I know with me like I can feel you around me so that's okay like I know you're here for me even though you're not physically here for me and I love to feel better yeah definitely it's my um it's nearly my mum's like five year death anniversary mm. next week and um there's been so many rainbows lately like I'm loving it for like yeah the day after my mum died we went for a walk and there was like this big double rainbow in the sky and mm-hmm. we said like oh that's like mum and her dad because her dad died when um she was young as well yeah. and like now every time I see a rainbow and like every time I see like a sunrise or a sunset or yeah. I go on like a walk I always feel so much closer to her like it's so nice. yeah literally and um, everyone always says like sunsets remind them of me because I'm forever taking pictures and I always think that like especially when the clouds and the sun's behind it I'm always like you're there like I just know that you're there uh, I am I'm like obsessed with them to the point where I get really pissed off if like I miss a good sunset <laughs> as in like if I'm like on, if I'm like on holiday or somewhere near the sea um, like me and my partner were away recently and it looked like the sunset was going to be really shit like there's loads of clouds in the sky and it was just really dull and like you know and it just like goes and nothing yeah. happens um so and it was really cold so we all just drive back and as we were driving back the whole freaking sky just went bright pink and was just like glowing and, and I was just like for god's sake like I wish that I'd stayed outside now <laughs> like I'm so annoyed because I feel like it's like a missed opportunity to feel connected to them which sounds so stupid but it's just these little things isn't it that you do Mm -hmm. and as well for me I think a big thing um that sort of made me lose that closeness was like moving out of my home like um so obviously when I moved to uni and you know Nan's condition deteriorated a lot um she's actually going to move to live with my auntie so our house got sold so 
I used to feel close like going back there and sitting on his place on the couch and drinking from his mug and seeing where he used to go on the computer and do his work and it's that anymore I couldn't go home and it, it, it was just crazy yeah yeah that's so difficult do, do you like have anybody now that you like you know they were your go-to people that you would turn to like who would you turn to now for that kind of just like that like parental guidance or just some sort of acknowledgement that you're like the young one and they're the old one <laughs> yeah I've actually got a neighbor from my old road who I see as like a second mom like I she oh. um a daughter sometimes she's like you pretty much are like a daughter um and I'm always going to her house for tea and things and she's the one I go to for like if I've got problems and to turn to about like good news and bad news so it's really really lovely having her she's literally the biggest angel in my life and she actually lost her dad as well so it's nice that I've got someone that can sort of relate to as well and when I'm going through difficult times because Although it's been so many years after he's passed, the anniversaries are still so difficult and it's been still just as difficult as the very first birthday without him. Um, So it's nice having her to, like, she can relate to that. It's probably been just, I think it's a couple more years um, since her dad died after Ken died. Um, So she can relate to that as well, which is nice. I, like, properly assumed that, like, the first couple of like anniversaries and birthdays and stuff would be the hardest mm-hmm. but this approaching one now I'm like really struggling with it and I think part of it is because um, because of COVID we can't just basically my mum died on bonfire night mm-hmm. so every year since she passed away we've had all of her friends over and like if family yeah. can make it we have like a big chili con carne we have fireworks and it's just and like Aww. one busy and two it's a time for us to talk to my mum's friends about her and stuff. And it's yeah. just really nice. Um, and I kind of feel like I've lost my crutch this year because we can't do that. Yeah. And I literally just sat here and I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you kind of build habits for things that you'll do in those days. Yeah, that, yeah so that you kind of know what to expect. And I think, I don't know, I imagine a lot of people are feeling the same way this year where, like, their usual plans for rem- remembering people on days like yeah. that are completely thrown out the window. So it's going to be a strange one. It is. Yeah. What do you do on your, like, death anniversaries and stuff like that? I normally just go through pictures, which is another thing, actually, I wanted to talk about. So Ken was never, ever one for pictures, would never let us take pictures, like, whether it was Christmas Day and we were eating our Christmas dinner or... Back then, like, I wasn't really on my phone as much as I am now. Like, I'm obsessed with social media and things. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I've got thousands and thousands of pictures of me and my friends and my nan. But I think I can count on my hand how many I've got of Ken. So it's oh, yeah. three pictures. And most of them are rubbish quality because they're on my laptop um, webcam. And not even on my phone. Um so I find that really, really difficult because I'd love to have just had so many pictures and videos as well. Like, I've got so many recordings of my nan and making her laugh and I'll always have that no matter what happens. Whereas for him, some like, I've, I've if I think about it in depth, I can remember what he sounds like and I have to really think about, like, his laughs. But if it's just day-to-day, like, I get so upset because I'm like, I can't remember what he sounds like. Yeah, I hate that. 
And it's just the most heartbreaking realisation because you heard that voice every single day. Mm-hmm. I hate that because I'm exactly the same. I do not have half as many photos of my mum as I should do. Yeah. And it's, it, seems like, it seems like you never take photos with the people that you're closest to like every yeah. day. Um, and yeah, I, I kick myself for it. Like I've only got a really small selection from the last couple of years before she died. And I'm like, for God's sake, like, yeah. I even knew that she was going to die. Like I told she had a terminal diagnosis and I'm like, why did I not pick up the phone at every freaking opportunity yeah. to take as many videos and it's hard. And that kind of feeling that you get when you're trying so hard to remember like yeah. what their voice sounded like or what it felt like to hold their hand and stuff. Like it's like, I, yeah, that's wait. exactly how I feel. Like he had, mm. I think it was about four years prior to him passing and um, he dislocated his shoulder, but the operation was going to be too complicated and he had a weak heart anyway. So they never operated. So when I'd hug him, he'd always just give me a one-armed hug. And I'd just try and, like, close my eyes and imagine what it's like to feel him, like, hug me again. Yeah. And I can't. It's just, it's so gut-wrenching because you're like, I just miss that. Especially when times are hard and, you know, it's probably been one of the hardest years for a lot of people. And they're the person that you just want to go and hug and you, you can't do that, which is so sad. And because so much time's passed away and, you know, loads of my friends didn't know Ken and um, especially like my boyfriend as well when I'm trying to talk to him about it, they didn't know him. So you sort of feel like, who can I talk about him to? Truly, it's so hard. Like whenever I'm having like a really bad day or anything, like the only person I want to talk to is my mom. And then you yeah. get even more upset if you can't talk to them. And it's just yeah. like... <laughs> Life is so unfair. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you kind of mentioned this before, but um, one of my kind of favourite questions to ask people, because it's always just such uh, like enlightening answer, where mm-hmm. before you experience grief, like, if somebody asked you, like, how do you think grief is going to change you as a person? I don't think you would ever assume that it would change you so much or like even in such a positive way sometimes as well so yeah so how do you think your loss has changed who you are as a person and how you like go about your life yeah I think the lessons that my nan and Ken tried to instill in me anyway was to always be kind like I don't think there is a person on this planet that could ever say a bad word about my nan or Ken Um, But I think even more so now, since they're passing, everything is so unexpected. I did not expect to come home that day and to never have seen him again. Um, So, you know, I do try and... I I just try and be a light in this world and make as many people as I can happy. And, you know, I'll never... I'll always do things like I'm part of this thing called Pay It Forward. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, so... I try and do that as much as I can, whether it's like buying a homeless person a meal and you don't do it for like other people and for other people to say you're such a good person because most of the time I don't tell anyone that I'm doing it. But it's just like, I know that's what Ken would want. That's his legacy. He was the kindest man like we would ever, ever know. And that's his legacy. He'd, he'd want me to do things like that. I want to do things like that. Um. So, yeah, I always try and do that and just make the world a better place because that's what he always taught me. You know, he he had the most amazing views about the world and he, he literally didn't have, an, like, didn't have an inch of hate in him 
He loved ev- oh. everything. So that's something that I try and keep. Um, but I think it's made me more of an emotional person, whether you see it on adverts or on programs mm-hmm. someone's lost a film. Their parent, yeah. I find that, especially Nicholas Sparks films, I think the last song, The Notebook, <gasps> where they oh. pass away. I can't, I'm literally inconsolable. I will the last song. Oh when I first watched the last song after my mum died, I was like, oh my God, this is the most traumatising thing yeah. I've ever put myself through. It's bad, isn't it? Because you just feel, it's like you feel your own heart breaking again. Because you, can, you do. Pain at the end. It's so true because I think you literally just do have so much more empathy. Like you really yeah. feel the pain that other people are going through. So yeah, like completely. Even if it's on films or on TV or, like, if a friend of mine is yes. I'm, like, sometimes I'm speechless. Like, when my friend whose parent died last weekend, when she told me, my heart, like, literally broke, broke for her because mm-hmm. I knew, you know how awful it is? Yeah. Like, it's unbearable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Completely. And, um, but apart from that, I, I think that's it. I think... It's made me realise how, as cliche as this sounds, how strong I am to have got for everything. And life's just been the craziest journey. Like everyone always says when I explain my life story, you could write a book. <laughs> happened. And there's times that I'm like, I need you to come back to me. Like, please just say this is a bad dream and you can be here for all of these bad things. Yeah. And there's another part that's like, do you know what? As as crazy as this is going to sound... I'm so glad you're not here to have witnessed all of this bad things because it would have broken his heart seeing me um, be so heartbroken about things and put yeah. really, really bad things as well. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it. But, yeah, I think it just makes you more empathetic, more um, resilient to everything in life. Like, anything that life throws at me, I'm like, I've lost the most important person in my life like if I can get through that and I'm still putting one foot in front of the other I can get through this it's so true it literally is so true and like it puts everything into perspective doesn't it like yeah when when things that seem to be going your way and stuff and you're just like at the end of the day like in a few in a few days time or a few weeks time what I'm going through now won't matter yeah. so you just you are just able to put things into perspective so much more of course yes, I love that um Okay, well, my final question for you is um, what would you say to somebody else who has had a similar loss to you? So, you know, it's a kind of like parental figure Mm -hmm. um, and they're feeling very like misunderstood with their grief, you know, like people aren't really acknowledging how bad it is for them. Um, What would you say to them if they were in a similar situation to you? Again, as cliche as this is going to sound, you're not alone. I think what you're doing is an amazing thing and I'm so glad I came across it on Instagram because in my situation I don't have a lot of people I can really talk to about it so hearing other people's stories and getting connected with other people and hearing their experiences with grief and knowing okay do you know what even if it is seven years down the line if I have a day where I can't get out of bed because I miss that person that's okay yeah I want to laugh and joke and things and he's not here or they're not there like that's okay too Mm. so I just think everything everything is gonna be okay for a start and it will be and 
but again like you you're not alone and um talk about your th- feelings as well I feel like um we've got amazing outlets where we can just let all of our feelings out like um on I don't know if you've heard of the Willow Globe so obviously each town has their own local newspaper yeah and Ken's death announcement was put on the Willow Globe and there's like a comment section you can light a candle and things and I think for at least six months I went on like pretty much every week to just write a letter to him and say oh I've got my first university interview or when our dog passed away and I was like oh Bertie's coming to visit you up in heaven and I wrote to him and I found that really really therapeutic because Mm. it was like even though it was just his death announcement and it sounds bizarre to other people but it was like I was writing to him in a way um, which was lovely so however people want to deal with their grief you just go and do it don't feel guilty don't feel any responsibility to take anybody else's pain on um because at the end of the day it's your grief it's your story and yeah your way yeah yeah Yeah. love that well thank you so much Um, you're so welcome thank you so much for having me Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Dead Prank Club podcast. I so hope that you've enjoyed it and you found some comfort in the stories that you've heard here today. As always, I would just like to remind you that neither myself nor any of the guests that come onto the show are healthcare professionals. Therefore, if you do find yourself struggling with your grief, I highly recommend that you seek out professional help, whether that be from your GP or from the numerous charities out there that are available to you. Please also remember that you can reach out to us at any time on Instagram at DPC Podcast, on Facebook at The Dead Parent Club, and you can email us at dpcpodcast at hotmail.com. Alternatively, you can check out our website where a resources page is also available at www.dpcpodcast.co.uk. Also, please don't hesitate to contact me if you want to get involved in the podcast in any way, whether that be coming onto the show or to write a blog for us as well if coming onto a podcast isn't your thing. Thank you so much once again for listening. And we'll see you next week. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.